Hello everyone, welcome to episode 5 of the SSFF pod. So just a review for your new listeners, this is a podcast about Sky Sports Fantasy Football. This is the unofficial podcast, or one of the unofficial podcasts, I'm not sure if there's many out there, but there we go. Um, so for all the unionist listeners, basically I um, give updates on Sky Sports Fantasy Football and also go through who's top of the leagues in each position, players to look out for, players to get rid of and everything else that goes with fantasy football. So I hope you will enjoy. So let's talk about last week. So last week um, I scored in my private team, my own personal team, um, I scored uh, a lovely um, 63 points. So um, it wasn't too bad considering all my points came on Saturday. So after, if you listen to last week's pod, I had no players for Sunday and no players from the Monday game. So 63 points all came on um, Saturday for me. So it wasn't um, a fantastic result in theory, but I can't complain with 63. 63 is a good score for me. Um, I've broken my little drop that I had last week where I didn't score too well. So back into the plus 50s and plus 60s bracket. So fingers crossed this is a uh, start of another good week coming. Um, But again, the fixtures, they did look promising. And then after Wednesday night, after Lukaku gets injured, talk about that later. It's sort of put a spanner in the work, so I have to talk. So I'll talk about that in a bit. Um, in the podcast team, the podcast um, team only got sixty-eight points, so it wasn't massively different um, between each one. Again, I had uh, Conor Gallagher. I think no, I didn't. No, I didn't have Conor Gallagher because he went in the top three. So um, yeah, so I didn't really. I had Tonio, but he didn't score. Um, so it wasn't overly a great week for that, but 63, 68 points again with all the top players in it. It's getting better. Um, it does just so. It, if you can have all the top players in your side. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to win and each week and get top points. So, yeah, that's an interesting little study that I'm currently doing. So um, if you didn't know, I've got a... Uh, private team, my own team, which I care deeply about, and also there's the podcast team. So the podcast team is a 4-3-3 formation, and it is the top 11 point scorers of that week. So talk about the podcast team in a bit at the end, um, because I've had to make a lot of changes, because a lot of the tip players from last week has dropped out. So I've got to be careful of transfers as well in that session. In that case, because again, you only get 40 transfers. I've got to be careful because I think I've used five up already to this week alone, just taking players out. So I don't, I haven't got a lot of transfers left to go in terms of it's only been going what two weeks. So I've got to be careful with that team a little bit because I don't want to run out of transfers. So with the pod team, I have got currently 34 transfers left already out of 40. So Again, I've got to be careful. Got to be really careful about how, what I do with that and maybe having to sort of keep some players in there that are maybe fourth and fifth. So this is the whole thing about fantasy football is that you've got to be really careful about what you do with your side and make sure you're doing it right. So last week's top scorer uh, was um, a team called Monthly Masters who scored 147 points. 
And still top of the uh, Fantasy Football League is Hoops Troops 3 on 845 points. So they are doing really, really well. At the moment, my current points total of Fantasy Football with my team is sitting at... uh, I'm going to find it in a minute. Let's go to that league. That will be easier. Uh, 582. So I am way behind in that. So I am not catching that person up even now. Even if they stop playing. Well, if they stop playing, I will catch them up. But it doesn't look like they're going to stop playing. But this is um, what Sky Sports has done last few weeks. is actually published um, transfers remaining for the top 10, uh, top 50, 100 and 1,000. And people that are sitting at the top of the leagues of the fantasy football at the moment have used a lot of transfers up and used them all in one go and so you want to have a trans you want to have transfers left going into the back end of the season because injuries could happen you've also got transfers as well there is an overhaul in february which is needed for a lot of people which i am i'm intrigued to see where i'll be in that point uh, i said last week newcastle will be a team to look out for um after January, because of the off, because of of their lovely money situation they've got now, and they will be spending money. But it'd be interesting to see what players they bring in. Maybe a Cardi, which could be interesting if you know about Cardi. Have a look, have a read about a Cardi at the moment. Fascinating stuff, absolutely fascinating. If a reality TV show doesn't get made of that man, I do not know. It's absolutely disgraceful. Right. So let's talk about the point top point scorers, as in players last week, the top five. So. Didn't take much of a guess. There was only one player that scored a hat-trick last week. So, of course, he's going to be top of the league. And that was uh, Bobby Firmino. He got 23 points. Um, I'm going to give you a percentage, actually. I haven't done this um, so far. So, this is the percentage of of how many players have got this person in their side. So, 1.5% of the players in fantasy football had Bobby Firmino in. So, not many of them would have scored that points. So players like that, the 1.5%, are usually players that don't play anymore or have forgotten about it. So all them players <laughs> might have got a really good score and didn't know. Uh, you've got Gabriel Bonger. He scored 17 points. And 0.55% of the uh, fantasy football community have got him in. So not a lot of people would have had him scoring a lot of points for him. Aston Villa's John McGinn scored 16 points. 4.17% have got John McGinn in their side, so not bad percentage there. Uh, ben Chilwell got 16. Um, 5.7% have got uh, Ben Chilwell in the side. Again, this would be maybe people that are not playing anymore, potentially, of that 5%, because he didn't start the season, and he's only played the last two games. Um, he is someone to look out for in your fantasy at the moment, because... Um, Alonso is not playing now, and Alonso had a really good start of the season, and now Ben Chilwell's come back in. So there could be a chop and change of them two throughout the season. And then, of course, um, with 16 points, Mo Salah, and 54.19% of the fantasy football community have got him in. That is pretty much every, it's over half of the fantasy football, so over half would have made him captain and over half would have got double points with him so in terms of the point scoring um side of things you would have seen a lot of points with Mo Salah because he played really well and he got an assist and a goal um last week by the way um Manny's goal is better than Salah I feel 
Uh, the ball into that was incredible. Absolutely incredible. I love a little um, out of the foot bend. And the finish for that is exquisite as well. I hate saying that, being a main light fan. So there we go. I had, ugh, makes me feel dirty. Okay, right. Let's talk about the fixtures this week. So fixtures coming up. Um, so Friday, uh, first game of the game, first match of the game week, um, Arsenal versus Aston Villa. That'll be um, your first game. So if you, you could start your fantasy football point scoring early on this week um, with any of the players. So all you... Uh, 4.1% that I've got John McGinn on the side, making captain, of course, if you don't have or Martinez, whoever you got. And Saturday, first game on Saturday is Chelsea versus Norwich. Uh, then you got at, that's at 12, uh, that's at 12A. And then three o'clock, you've got Southampton Burnley, Leeds versus Wolves, Everton versus Watford, Palace versus Newcastle. And then the last game on Saturday at 5.30 is Brighton versus Man City. And on Sunday, you've got West Ham versus Spurs, Brentford versus Leicester, their two o'clock kickoffs. So they will be your first choice and first picks for your games. And then you've got United versus Liverpool at the 4.30 kickoff. So we'll talk about that later on. So let's talk about, so every week, talk about the first game of the weekend. So the one that kicks off the point scoring, the one that can start and uh, kick start your little fancy football points this week. So the first game is the Friday Night Football, Arsenal versus Villa. This is a really hard game to captain. Um, unless you're going to make a transfer, um, you might just have to sit and just sit on your hands on this one and just go, I don't want a Villa player and I don't want an Arsenal player on my side because they're not massively point scorers. Um, they're very patchy, both teams. If you're going to put anyone in, you have to put uh, Martinez because he has currently got 41 points. So he's actually the, the highest point scorer out of the two teams. Um, and he, I, don't, I don't think there'll be a clean sheet in this. So you might only just get four points out of him. You might even get less than that, depending on how many goals he concedes. But at the same time, Villa need to bounce back from their loss last week from Wolves. Um, it wasn't ideal if you had him in that he conceded three. Um, also, if you're looking for another Villa player, Danny Ings, he's got 38 points, but he's very patchy in goals at the moment. He's only scored three, I'm believing. So, and he's he scored last week, but he hadn't scored in three from there. So, he's not someone I'd put in because there are better strikers out there, and and for the price that he is. He's just, there are a lot more better options than Danny Ings out there at the moment. Um, on the Arsenal side of things, if you're going to put an Arsenal player in, again, if you've got to put Aaron Ramsdale in, um, he's 6.8 million, so he's slightly cheaper than Martinez. Um, he's their top point scorer. Considering he hadn't played for the first three to four games of the season, he's currently got 39 points. So he could be, he would be pretty much knocking on the door for the top three in terms of point scoring if he started the season at Arsenal. Um, he's getting a save bonus every game he's played so far as well. So he's definitely someone to have a look at going into the season. Um, for me, he's just... Uh, the Brentford goalkeeper for me is the better option. Um, but I will keep an eye on Ramsdale as, a season, as the next few weeks go on because if they do sort of chop and change a little bit and Ramsdale creates a gap against the Brentford goalkeeper, then I will make that decision and take Ram, put Ramsdale in. But it's a very... Arsenal are very weird because 
Um, Aubameyang has, is scoring a little bit. Um, Emma Smith-Rowe's doing great. Saka's doing great. But they're players that don't score points in fantasy football. So as much as they're playing well on the pitch and contributing to the game, they don't score in fantasy football. This is where you've got to take sort of the analytical side of things. So going, right, what do they do? They don't do much in terms of points. But he's a good player, but I won't have him in. So... Um, again, like I said at the start of this, you might just have to hit sit on your hands and just enjoy the game and not worry about, and um, not have anyone, not have a dog in this fight because um, it's not a game that conduces fancy football points, I don't think. I could be wrong. I was wrong, I was wrong last week about the Man City Burnley game. I thought, <coughs> I thought Man City were going to absolutely destroy him, but there you go, 2-0. What do I know? So, there we go. That's the Arsenal game. Right, we're going to move on. Um, first game of Saturday. So the first one that will lock in your captains for the Saturday is Chelsea versus Norwich. Now, this one is the one that I'm angry about the most. Um, and that's Malmo's fault. Because going into this game, I selected my captains early. Tuesday, I was like, bang, I know what I'm going to do. Lukaku, he's going to score a hat-trick against Norwich. He's going to bang him in. He's going to absolutely ruin them. And then he twists his ankle and gets injured and Tuchel thinks he's out for a few weeks. Great, that's what you want to hear. And then next thing you know, you're like, oh, no, no, Werner. And then within 15 minutes, Werner does his ankle in. You're going, right, it's not going to be a team of Werner, even though he misses a lot of chances. So Chelsea are going in this game without a really recognised striker. So this could be a Norwich's favour a little bit, but I think the class, what Chelsea have, will probably overpower Norwich anyway. Because the wingers and the attackers that Chelsea have got are really, really strong. So, for me in this one, um, you could, if you really want to make a Chelsea captain, um, Havertz or even Mount. Um, Havertz is the more expensive out of the two. But in terms of point scoring, they have not scored well at all. Havertz has only scored 17 points in... Um, what is it, 12 games now. So that's not great. And Mount's even worse. He's scored 13. So you just go, uh, just, they're not, they're not players that you go, oh, yes, I've got to have him in. If Lukaku was fit, I'd be screaming, go, make that man your captain. Do make, one of the worst teams in the Premiership at this moment, in the Premier League, I hate saying Premier, sorry, in the Premier League, and he got injured. That's, that could have been a 40-pointer right there. But, Nope, it's not going to happen this week. So you're just going to have to take the hit and just maybe not make a Chelsea captain this week. Um, definitely take Lukaku out your side if you have got transfers and look at another option. Lukaku's quite expensive. So in terms of the options it gives you, it's quite a lot. You can put a really good midfielder in. You can put another really good striker in. There's so many. And also you can put another really good defender in. So, so many options you could do with that money that Lukaku gives you. So, it's up to you what you do. Um, I'll tell you what I've done with mine because I've taken them out because it seems like he's not going to be back till after the international break. And Chelsea have got trickier fixtures after the international break and might even be before that as well or after that. So, we'll see. Um, so, yeah, definitely um, in the terms of the Norwich side of things, um, Pookie scored. Pookie's got a lot of, goal, um, lot of points and um, He's the top, uh, after Cruel, he's their top point scorer. Um, 
Krill will get save bonuses because Norwich goalkeeper's going to get worked a lot. But you just, you're just you not going to get clean sheet bonuses, even though they have kept two clean sheets in the last two games against Brighton and Burnley. Now, yes, they're Brighton and Burnley. So in terms of the, the prospect of the side, it's, it's not Chelsea, it's not Liverpool, it's not Man City at the end of the day. So you can't really sort of... I wouldn't put Krill or I wouldn't put Pukki as... I wouldn't have Pookie in your side. Cruel is still a little bit too expensive for me for a Norwich for the Norwich goalkeeper. Um, so again, I just stay away from Norwich to that. Uh, if you, and you fancy, take them out if you've got them because I think they could concede and could cost you points. And I don't expect them to score massive amounts of points this weekend. So definitely keep an eye on that. But Norwich are starting looking a bit solid, and they're starting to give teams a little bit of problem. So. Um, unfortunately, I don't think it will be this week. Okay, moving on to some games and three clocks to look out for. Um, we're going to talk about just a couple of them. Uh, Leeds versus Wolves. Um, this just could be the game that actually could score points in. Um, Leeds are gradually getting things together. They've won a couple of games. Um, they're, they're a bit patchy in form and they're missing Bamford. So um, definitely... This could be a very, very exciting game because they're both very attacking teams. Um, Leeds last week missed out on Rafinha because of his South American exploits. So he should be back in the side this week and he is their top point scorer. Um, definitely someone to look out for in terms of captain choices and also someone to look out for generally in points because he's scoring a lot of points because he gets a passer bonus, he gets a tackle bonus every now and then, he gets assists and also some goals. So he, he's sort of the whole package a little bit and I think potentially there will be maybe people look at him in January and if not next summer. Um, if he goes next summer to a bigger side, he's definitely someone to put in your side for next year. If he stays in the Premier League, that is, he probably will because the money's there. Um, in terms of Wolves, <coughs> Wolves goalkeeper Jose Sarr is top with 40 points. Um, I think partly, though, because of the assist he did in uh, the Southampton game. So I think that's partly the reason why he's up that high. But generally, Wolves players, are not a lot of them are scoring points. Martial, uh, Martial is um, the second points top point scorer for Wolves. I think he's had a couple of goals. Um, they don't keep clean sheets that well. Um, they're not looking strong in the back, but at the same time up top, they're not looking like they're scoring goals. So um, it could be an interesting game. Definitely something to look out for. I'm, on Saturday, I must admit, the games Norwich, Chelsea, me, or Chelsea Norwich is the big one for me in terms of points. And all the others are just like, oh, you're probably going to maximum, maybe get 12 out of that, maybe in that game. Who knows? If you get a top point scorer of five or six, you've done well. Um, the second game I'm going to talk about is the Everton-Watford game. Now, um, this could be, hopefully Watford have got their act together after last week's shoddy performance against Liverpool. Liverpool were great, granted, I'll give them that. But Watford didn't help themselves and Watford were absolutely woeful at the back. Um, unfortunately, there's no Dominic Calvert-Lewin for Everton. He's had a setback again with his thigh injury. So, again, he looks like he's going to be out for a few more weeks. Um, Carson could be coming back. That would be great for Everton. Everton needs to bounce back after their loss against West Ham. They're just looking slightly toothless. Um, Rondon is fine as a striker. He might even score this week. But if you're going to look at an Everton player, you're looking at Graham Townsend, um, where you should be directing your captain choices if you've got them in your side. 
Um, the positives is that Watford cannot be as bad as they were last week. They cannot be. Um, granted, this, the, the opposition will dictate that. Um, and maybe Everton are, Everton are definitely not as potent as Liverpool. Um, and Everton are missing some big attacking players. But um, Saar could be back in the... This could be the game that Saar scores and then pumps his total up a little bit more in terms of points as he's had a really good points scoring season so far. So definitely um, to keep an eye on that. But generally, I'd just... Yeah, I'd, I'd go more Everton player. A little note, uh, Man City playing Brighton away um, on Saturday night. Um, Kevin De Bruyne and Phil Foden are coming back into some fantastic form at the moment. <coughs> Their point scoring is looking strong. Um, and I'll talk about that in a little bit because um, I've made a little change in my side. Right. Let's talk about Sunday games. Um, most obviously what you talk about is the United-Liverpool game. And making most of our captain because he's absolutely on fire at the moment. Um, he's top point scorer in the fantasy football. Um, and he's scored in his last nine games, even though the last game was very, very, very controversial in the Madrid game. That's Milner's goal, not his. Um, in terms of captain's choice, though, I would look at Leicester. I would look at Jamie Vardy. Uh, you can't go wrong with Jamie Vardy. He is as on fire as Mo Salah at the moment um, in terms of the goals. He is scoring goals. He is the second top goal scorer in the Premier League. He is also second in the strikers um, point scorer as well. He is under the radar um, with a lot of players and a lot of teams. Um, I'm just going to check his percentages at the moment in terms of captain choices. It is He is just a, a player that you've got to have in. Because he scores goals. And I think against Brentford, he'll score goals. So at the moment, only 17% has Jamie Vardy in their side. That's a, that's a very small percentage. A very, very small percentage of players that have him in. Because he is a player that you cannot ignore. He is such a fantastic player. Um, and in terms of point scorer and goal scorer as well. He is just a really, really good player. And you just can't ignore that um, in terms of of what he does, really. I'm just going to see. He's just going through the captain, sorry. There we go. Right, okay. All right, so, yeah. Jamie Vardy, captain, Brentford. Can't ignore it. Cannot, cannot, cannot ignore it. He's He might score. But also, um, Dakar is also someone to look out for. I think he'll play against Brentford. Because it's very hard to drop someone that has scored five game, five goals in his last two games. It's going to be very hard to drop him. So uh, it could be in in replacement of Iniacho. But Iniacho's played well. So well, Leicester have got some interesting um, choices to make in terms of up top. And they look quite strong And after last week's victory against Man United. Which Tielemans did wonders for. And we'll talk about Tielemans in a bit. Um, he's bumped himself up into the points. And if you looked at Tiemann's at the start of the season and look at his last year's points, he was, I think he was third top midfielder point scorer. So he's someone definitely to have in your side, Tiemann's, because he, he ticks over points nicely. He's that player that you go, I won't make him captain, but I know he's, I know he's going to give me five, seven points a game. So he's definitely, definitely someone to look out for. And again, with Tielemans, only 16% of the fantasy football community have got him in their side. So he's not a player that a lot of people pick. 
I'm going to talk about West Ham as well, a little bit West Ham Spurs. Um, Antonio is still um, in the top three of the point scorers. Um, he didn't score last night. West Ham, definitely someone to look out for and someone to keep an eye on. He could score against Spurs, who knows. Um, if you've taken the Lukaku out, look at Kane. Um, he didn't play midweek, he didn't travel, so he should be fully rested, fully tr- fully prepared for this game um, on Sunday uh, against West Ham. Also, he's finally scored his first Premier League goal of the season. Kane has scored 10 goals this year. Um, right, they're against teams that he should be scoring against in the Europa Conference League and League Cup, but he's not someone that hasn't scored a goal this year. He's scored 10 goals. So, this could have been the Newcastle game could be the start. He took the goal well as well. That's not the goal that he scored is not a, a goal a striker that's struggling to perform. That's a, a striker with confidence. So maybe just have a little eye on Kane going into this week. He could be someone that could score some goals. So um, in the next few weeks, and they have got f- some interesting fixtures coming up next couple of weeks so definitely someone to keep an eye on and also uh, Son is also um, gradually coming up the leaderboard in terms of the strikers um, he is gradually just coming in there as well he's currently fourth in the striker list and he's only selected by 10% so Spurs' next fixtures are West Ham May United and Everton and then you've got an international break where you've got Leeds, Burnley, Brentford, Norwich, Brighton. So definitely maybe hold off for Kane and then maybe put Kane in or Son in after the international break. Right. Um, by the way, I haven't, as you may know, I'm not really talking about Man United or Liverpool. I, they just won't score. I don't think there'll be points in that game for, for you for the fantasy football. I think on the, the other two games, I'm more likely to score you higher points than the other two. Right, you've got to have Salah in, you've got to have a Man United and you've got to have... A Fernandez or Ronaldo or a you know, Van Dijk or a Mane or Salah in your side. You have to because of what they provide throughout the whole season. So they could do something. Who knows? They use, they can do. But these games, especially May at Liverpool, they're not really the best of games to watch on telly. And they're not really the best games of getting fantasy football points. So definitely sort of look at the other fixtures to get your points. Okay, right, let's go into the top points positions of each position. So now we've got a new leader, um, Mendy for Chelsea. He's now top with 55 points after his um, clean sheet exploits and save points as well against Brentford last week. Uh, second place, you've got Edison, and the third place, you've got Allison. Uh, someone to keep an eye out um, is uh, the Brighton keeper, Sanchez. He's currently on 43 points. They have Mad City this weekend. Probably not going to get the clean sheet bonus, but he might get some save bonuses. So uh, definitely keep an eye on him. He's nice, cheap. He's a cheap goalkeeper as well to have. In terms of defence, uh, Cancelo is top with 62, Laporte with 56, and then you've got uh, Cesar Ascalapueta, or Dave as Chelsea fans, Virgil van Dijk, and Ruben Diaz with 53 points. Um, Again, you have one or two of them in your side. Um, they're not the most. They are expensive defenders, but they again get you going to get you um, some clean sheet bonuses. I haven't got any of them. I've got Walker in mind, so hopefully he'll play to, um, tomorrow against Brentford. And the same as Rudiger. But I feel there's going to be some changes with Chelsea tomorrow, and he won't play. 
Uh, so Alonso has dropped to fourth after not playing the last two games. And that's where Ben Chilwell's come in and scored. So Ben Chilwell's doing well in his position. Now, midfielders. So like I said, Tiedemans is now top of the midfielders title with 51. And so is Saar. Saar hasn't really scored that well in the last few weeks. And I be, won't be surprised to see him drop down the table in the next few games. Uh, Conor Gallagher with Crystal Palace is 50 points. So maybe keep an eye on him going in. And Bruno Fernandes is, 40, is third with 48 points. So he's popped up again on the top list as well. So definitely to keep an eye on that. Uh, Conor Gallagher, definitely keep an eye on. Um, uh, Palace have got a favourable fixture um, against Newcastle. So again, could be scoring some points for you there. And definitely someone to look out for in your fantasy football if you haven't got them in already. Um, it's difficult for me because uh, Pogba's done so well recently, but he hasn't scored well recently. So maybe he is someone to take out. Uh, maybe I'll do that now. So I'll do that as I'm doing a live transfer on the pod. So there we go. So uh, I'm taking up, I'm using up more point, more transfers that I don't need to do. But there we go. Right. So that gives me 3.4 million. Ooh, nice. Okay. Right. Um, like I said, with the strikers, Sather's top with 95. Vardy's second with 67. Antonio with 57. Sather will break the 100 points racket if he if he doesn't do it this week definitely the week after and he'll be the first player to do that after 13 games which is quite impressive um son is fourth with 50 so keep having a look at him he's hitting some good form at the moment his last three games he has scored points of 9 11 and 7 so he's definitely someone to look out for and he's in top form at the moment so next week i'll give you the top players of the month next week so uh, there's a little bit of um see who's there um, so, my team this week, I've taken Lukaku out because he's out until maybe the afternoon international break, if not longer. I've put Kevin De Bruyne in because um, he has scored eight points each in his last two games. One of them is against Liverpool. So, he's now starting to find some form, find his feet after missing out a lot of the start of the season with injury. Uh, Phil Foden is also the same. But with Kevin De Bruyne, he is... He is always in that side. He's very unlikely to be rested and dropped. So out of the two, Kevin De Bruyne is the one to look out for. Um, I've now gone a 3-5-2 formation. So I've now got uh, David Rayer in goal. I've got uh, Killerman from Wolves. I've got Rudiger, or Carl Walker. Uh, as you've just heard, I've done a live transfer on my pod. So I've got uh, my midfield five is now Tienemans, Rafinha, Kovacic, uh, Kevin De Bruyne, uh, Conor Gallagher, and then my strikers are Vardy and Salah. They're my strikers this week. So that's the end of the pod. Um, so I hope you've all enjoyed it. And um, if you've got any questions or any uh, questions you want to ask about fantasy football, then you can email at the ssffpod at gmail.com. Also, if you're listing this on any podcasts that give ratings, please give it a high rating so people can find it and the algorithms can sort of show people to us. Okay, hope you have a lovely weekend. Hope you enjoy the football and I'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>